Well, I've added the recording guy in, and uh, just for context, Aaron is currently phasing uh, uh, Phasing soap. And there's a very loud air pump. Yeah, can you hear the air pump? Coming from a certain Brompton. Mm. It's unbelievably loud. Is it? Yep. And, uh... <laughs> I find the settings, so I would uh, adjust that, but I can't find the settings right now. Oh. Aaron thought it'd be really funny to include this part in the podcast. Hilarious, right? The sound of air pumps. When's Brunton due to leave? It's meant to leave in 10 minutes, but... 10 minutes?! Yeah, but they're, they're done with water already, so it might leave early. And it's already got the signal. Well, signal is keen. Oh, well, it's about to blow off again. You're going to get absolutely deafened if it blows off. Please, no. It already blew already off twice since I've been here. And it's about it's to already, do it again. It's kind of, is that, has it already got a valve open? There you go. I adjusted it so you can't hear the uh, pump. Brilliant. Well, I can't uh, still going to hear it blow off in like 30 seconds, probably. Well, I think it's about to pop the second valve, so... Be prepared. I'm gonna go around to the next valve. How's that? Oh yeah, really quiet. Let's <laughs> oh, Leaving. Oh god, please don't open the drains. <laughs> I'm gonna literally. Drains. I'm going to die if they open the drains. Okay, they haven't opened the drains. This is terrible policy. I'm really curious to see how this comes through. What, on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> so am I. I think it'll be funny. Hello. This is all good now because I'm in front of someone I've, I've, I've not done it in front of before. But hello, welcome to the Wrong Road Podcast, episode four. I think we're on now. We had one, one and yeah, a I half, think it's four. Two, three, four. All right, episode four. Um, so Aaron had actually put episode three on the sheet just to make things confusing. But it is episode four. <laughs> uh, welcome. I'm George. And I'm not alone this time, but there's only one other person here at the moment. Um, we're with someone who hasn't been on the podcast before, and that is Tom. Hi, Tom. Hello. Tom is a friend of mine, and he is a volunteer along on the same railway as me, the West Somerset. Um, he primarily d- deals with the model railway at the moment, but is training to be a second man. Um, Aaron will be joining us later on in about probably 15 minutes by now, because uh, he stopped to eat McDonald's on the way back from seeing Braunton. Um, oh, I love that you've dropped him in it for that. It's brilliant. <laughs> I'm dropping him in for it because he said he was going to be here like 24 minutes ago, and he's not. Full so shame. Without him. Full shame. He, he literally he left Basing. He left the call when he left Basingstoke at like half eight. <laughs> it's been nearly an hour. So I've, I've exposed when we're recording. Um, nearly an hour to get back from Basingstoke to where he lives, which, by the way, guys, is not very far. Um, 
because he had to stop and get McDonald's on short-term notice. I don't know how he... Maybe, maybe like, literally go... and just get the sound of crunching nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> like, 40 minutes later, he's like, oh, actually, I've gone to McDonald's. What? <laughs> <laughs> Classic Aaron. So, we want to start with some, start... some model railway news. Yes, uh, Aaron wanted us to start with model railways, because Aaron doesn't know anything about that, and we do. So, <laughs> we can talk about it while Aaron's not here. Now, I don't know yes, whether indeed. Tom knows anything more than I do, but I was, I was going to touch... I don't know why Aaron put this on the list. I, didn't, I did, literally didn't put any of this on there. Aaron put it on there, thinking that I'd be able to produce conversation, I guess. But he put the <laughs> Magazine Model Railway Awards. And when I saw that, I was like, well, how the hell am I going to talk about that? And then I realised, oh yeah, I, I know. Because um, it was something that Sam actually got annoyed with, actually. Because um, I got Sam to vote on it because uh, I went in and proudly said that I voted Hornby for nothing. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but Sam went in, and he noticed on the N-Gage Awards section that Dapol's new releases hadn't been nominated at all. Like, Dapol had been nominated for nothing. So literally nothing at all? Nothing Not at the all, new manners, no. nothing? Nope. Wow. Nothing. <laughs> Especially, what, have they, what have they done to anger Hornby magazine then? Especially <laughs> in Engage, there was literally no, true, because like nothing. normally when there's when there's an announcement, they they put it on their social media. When there's an announcement from any model railway company, Hornby magazine put it on their social media, don't you? But you know, Dapol said about those spam cans the other day, and I don't think Hornby magazine actually is reposted there, it. Is there something that Hornby magazine has against Engage Dapol? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And, and, and I mean, they had like the other Ooga Booga brands like Sonic Models and Revolution Trains were on there nominated. And then. Oh, Dapol... I, love it. I love it when they put ones in who haven't actually made anything yet. Yeah. And then, and, then, and, then, and then Dapple, who I would argue holds more than 50% of the market for N Gage, gets nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like. Yeah, Graham Farish is just backman, so it's like. Graham Farish. I mean, I've, I don't do Engage, so I can't really speak on my own behalf, but from hearing from Sam, Graham Farish significantly lacks in basically every department, and more than... Like, Batman are catching up in Double O Gage now, I'd say. Bat- Batman's last releases, while expensive, have been, yeah, I'd yeah. say, decent. But apparently in Engage, Graham Farish is still kind of, just kind of dragging along in Dapple Shadow. Tell you what, the price, really... gap, the price gap between Double um, O and N is a lot smaller than it used to be as well. That's Which is surprising because Double O's shot up in price, so N Gage has also shot up in price. But N Gage has shot up more than Double O Gage to catch up. Yeah, it's um, mental, isn't it? Like, like I, I mean, mean, there is a hell of a lot of choice in N Gage now, like a lot more than before. Like, I think they've done like, yeah, more bullies in N Gage than they have in Double O now. But um, it's um, it is good. I'm surprised that there is more N Gage stuff now, and it's come out like quite quick as well, like, out of nowhere. Suddenly, there's just N Gage stuff everywhere. <laughs> Um, I was yeah, it, it has a bit. Graham Farish just released a Gronk, didn't they, in Engage? And it was like yeah, it's like expensive. Fifteen different liveries. Yeah, it's like it's like a hundred and twenty-five pounds for an Engage Gronk. Well, I, I believe the um double O nine community are a bit annoyed about that because they always used to reuse Graham Farish O eight chassis for like Uga Booga kit built locos, but now they can't because there's a great big DCC socket in the way. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it sucks to be them. That's, that's what you get with N-Gage, because uh, I've, I've never yeah. seen an N-Gage DCC chip. Are they smaller or are they the same size or what? Oh, they Have must be way. Oh, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to fit one of them. 
I, I, I don't I know. Actually, that could be the same sure, shit. I don't know. Because I know more with O gauge, because you can get special high voltage O gauge DCC chips, but then there are some O gauge yeah. locos. I think particularly the dapper ones that do just use your standard old DCC that you'd use double O. Well, I would I would assume that Graham Farish, for sort of simplicity's sake, because Backman do make decoders, would sort of just go with the smallest one they make, is what I would assume, but that might not be the case. Um, yeah, I'm not not sure. I never looked into. I don't know really. how. I don't know how sophisticated they are. I mean, I'm on Kono Model Rail Center right now. Big up uh, website. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so Big up. First... Oh yeah, when I was when I was talking to our friend who works there, he said they are Hornby's biggest retailer now. Kono. Really? Yeah, they do that so, many online sales. Hornby are just big chums of Kono now. Well, uh, you know how there was. There was this whole sort of thing between them and Hornby at the minute. So they had this um, anniversary thing at the week this weekend, which is obviously just finished as we're yeah. recording this. And um, he said they invited Hornby for a laugh just to see what their response would be. And they did turn up, and um, and they were quite surprised. And they wanted to have a meeting with them, so they went to this meeting with them. And there's this lady who works, um, I can't remember what her position is, but she's, she is in management. She's called Sam, and apparently everyone's terrified of her at Kono. And apparently they got to the end of the meeting, and she just said to the two Hornby guys, because they fired all their reps now, so all they have is, like, just sort of bods that occasionally <laughs> go around to events. They don't have anyone that actually visits the retailers anymore. And apparently yeah, well, some woman just said, so what is it exactly that you do for us? <laughs> <laughs> It's the same reaction. If if the reps around the country were just as successful as the rep for my local model railway shop, who got banned from that shop, um, yes, I can imagine that. If that was the case, are there other places too? That's probably why they got rid of them. Or my local model railway (laughs) dealer is just a Chad and uh, kicks out (laughs) Hornby representatives because she doesn't care. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've met her, and you wouldn't want to mess with her, would you? I've just looked up. But, the yeah. gauge Bronx are fitted with Zemo MX659N18 sound decoders, the sound ones. Oh, they go for um, Zemo ones now. Okay. I don't know. I don't know anything much about that. Uh, did Zemo but do I don't know if that's because Zemo do like all the different sizes, so it probably yeah, is a small really. one. Um, I know with O gauge, as I said, my Hymec is a. Quite a large DCC decoder, actually. If you want to get one, it's actually massive. Um, oh, right. It's this big square PCB, and it's it looks like it's an absolute faff to fit it because it because it, it's so big. It literally has screw terminals for the wires. Um, oh wow! So so, so, so um, you have to like wire in all the wires yourself into it because you had to like put them all into the screw terminals um, if you want to do that. And there's like. There was a ridiculous amount of wires that go into it because I mean it's got the working fan and the lights on both ends and the and the head coat. Oh, it's got a working fan, is it? I yeah, it's got a working fan. That. That's, that's pretty well, that's cool. Independently, does it also DCC? Does it also because it's D seventy seventeen? Does it also like blow coolant caskets and stuff? Yeah, like, yeah, regularly everywhere. all the time. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, that's pretty it cool. It. It can, you take, can you take the engine out? Yeah, yeah, I, I engine lift it <laughs> for demonstration. Um, for those listening, I numbered it my because it was a Helgen unnumbered one. I numbered it D seven zero one seven because it's one of the two that was at the West Somerset, always at the West Somerset, but it kind of blew up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, was it during or before the diesel gala? 
Uh, during the first, day, the first day. Yeah, yeah the Friday. I think it was it, Friday, it Saturday, fail, the diesel gala. Failed at Blue Anchor, I think. I yeah, right and then to rescue it with the other 33, and the steam traction inspector had to do that, and it was over his hours, and he was not very happy from what Which really sadly cancelled, it really sadly cancelled <laughs> um, what I was thinking was going to be the best part of the diesel gala, and that was the Tybex getting his double head. Yeah, um, although because we went on that course. train, which was supposed to be both of them, but all they really did was they got the dining set out and then just plonked 18 on the front. And I sort of thought, well, if it had been double headed and they were only going to put it on this set, it wouldn't have been very good. So I don't well, know if it was, it, well, it was supposed to be a longer set. Yeah, it's only five coat. I, I assume it, I thought have, it was supposed to be a longer, supposed set, to be a longer set. Yeah, surely it must have, because like, we I did the Steam one. We did the Steam one in May, and that was like 12 coaches with two locos. That was pretty good. But, I, th- um, I think it was supposed to be longer. They probably just thought that putting the high mech on that many coaches on its own would be a bit much. Yeah. Another yeah, thing probably. That, another thing that Aaron put down, because we've branched away from model railways, is uh, we, we have to, apparently we're forced by gunpoint by Aaron um, to <laughs> celebrate Tom's 35th model railway turn uh, at Gage Junction. Congratulations. If I had a soundboard, I'd play some sound effects, but I don't have soundboards. So oh, no, sound it's, 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 it's only me clapping. I've just realised. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, great, great ceremony and fanfare for my 35th turn of the year. And I was rewarded by that of, by this morning by cleaning all of my seven sets of coach wheels, which was not fun. I don't recommend that. Although next time I'm definitely going to use... I definitely. Well, next time I'm definitely going to use some IPA. It'll make it a lot easier. What were you to clean using the wheels time? with? Well, just a screwdriver, some cotton buds, screwdriver, some oil. Yeah, well, well, the only way to get off, to be honest. Some of the well, some of the dirt, not even the fluid, will get off. It's that baked on there. You have to just carve it off with a flathead. I mean, what do, yeah. what benefit? <laughs> what what benefit does cleaning them actually have? Well, it's mainly for the well, just sort of. Because it helps. Obviously, we have to clean the track a lot in the winter, but not so much in the summer. But it's more because it adds drag. Because my golden arrow rake is seven Pullmans, just seven K-type Pullmans, normal Hornby ones. Matt's got ten of them, of other guy, the chap I run the model railway with. Um, and that his set of ten is lighter than my set of seven, because my set of seven's done so many miles compared to his. <laughs> so hopefully yeah. they're a bit lighter now. And then, I have my, the and then I have my temperamental teak set that I still don't really get. Yeah, we Matt, really couldn't work that out. Matt that literally bizarre. brought Matt literally brought in his um gauging thing, I think, and came to the conclusion that it's completely engaged, it's fine. Like, I don't understand what hmm. the problem is. It's not it's not out of gauge. The I cleaned the wheels. It it just yeah. and derails and it's really he's literally heavy. got like a full set of those and his are fine. He's never had yeah, a problem. I don't get it. So if, any, if if someone happens to be listening and you have similar and you had similar problems with Hornby Teak coaches where they derail and I just generally really the, the nice them. ones, not the cheap ones, the, the yeah, premium the nice ones. That should be nice, yeah. but they don't run properly. Uh please um <laughs> Please get in touch at um, wrongroadpodcast at gmail.com. Get that plug in there. Please get in touch at um, ihatehornby.help. Oh, no, no, that's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing on the list, and I'm hoping that Aaron will join not long after, is the Hornby 9F. That yes. Just came out. Uh, I don't so know. In- this it. is an interesting one, this. I actually so we heard a little bit of. 
insider chain that this was announced after the all metal standard 2 which has apparently been rejected by three different factories due to them messing about with the design and so they ended up making this one first and it literally it's standard hornby really it's got nasty shiny tires it's got a mechanical stoker so you can't renumber it to a different one and it just doesn't <laughs> look great does it like i mean people are waxing on about it being good quality i'm sure it's good quality but I don't know. I still think the 15-year-old Batman tooling is well. I don't know a lot about any tooling of the 9F um, because I don't have one and I don't model that era. And I've never, yeah. I don't think I've ever even inspected one before. I'm not going to say I haven't seen one because I'm pretty sure I have seen one. I think a Batman one, I think. Mm. Who has a Batman I used one? to have one. one. And I used to have one and I've now I, I ended up selling that one just because it didn't fit with what I had anymore. But I've, I've got the, the mid-hands one on order. They do wobble a little bit and obviously the tender drawbar connection isn't brilliant because it's the old back and bar type. Yeah. But I think appearance-wise it does look better than the Hornby one. Because the Hornby one, it, it's kind of, it seems to me, and I, I, this surely can't be true with the, with the differences they've made. When the new Terrier came out that Hornby made, you could tell it was the same body tooling as the old one, with a couple of tweaks and a yeah. chassis that was a little bit too big. And it, 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 <laughs> I'm getting the same kind of vibes from this 9F and the suspiciously the short the amount now. of production time. Yeah, the suspiciously short production time as well is the only thing that's come out from yeah, their range that much is, on time, I believe, isn't it? Apart from it, maybe it, the hush Kind of the, the... I do see what you mean looking at pictures of it now. It's kind of just looks like it's a really one with a few extra i mean don't get me wrong that the new backman v2 is a bit like that because the if you look at the, the green arrow the nrm one the one with the really shiny tires it looks exactly the same as the old molding only if you have it in person you can tell that it's different and that is a brilliant model in its own right so it could just be that but i mean uh, that's that was the have, kind of vibe i was getting they have given that the v2 has been given a proper facelift um mm. it's genuinely looks i don't know what about it, it just looks better like finer i think it's only the, the only ones that i think look don't look great are the green arrow ones because they just because they've got all the shiny bits on they i just like thought the, the old model ones. i just thought the model in general they were right finer scale it looked finer it looked like it was more refined than definitely because the old ones had like shiny tires and it made the wheels look massive and they look terrible yeah and but yeah there's, the, there's the little subtle ones. detailing is like uh, riveting detail and stuff on it that is that's not there on the old one um, exactly, yeah, and they've done like both the types of cylinder block and inside and outside pipes and all that kind of good stuff. So, but the, my favourite part with the uh, the Hornby nine uh, F is it's really really cheap price tag. I mean, when I'm looking in the market for a, <laughs> for a double O gauge nine F, I think, man, if only they were two hundred and fifty quid. I'd be buying them straight away. <laughs> uh, I looked at Hornby's website, that, um, and then for the low, for low of... price of £252.99, what a steal! <laughs> I was like, what? Absolute bargain. For those of you that listening that are on social media, if any of you are aware of the popular group British Railways Beaching posting on Facebook, you may have seen a certain meme by a certain Mr. Leg showcasing Hornby's target audience. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Man, I just got so much money. <laughs> I wonder who made that meme. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Some anonymous individual with a passion for hating on all of me. That's the problem. I get myself stuck in a hard position because I can't deny Hornby entirely because otherwise I I miss out on a large portion of 
the the double O gauge market, but I do mm. hate on their methods because I that is, um, that is at fair. this point Hornby's just using their power in the market to their advantage. They know that people like me or people like you or everyone even models in double O gauge they can't escape Hornby. Not yet. Yeah, literally. Literally, not, not yet. yet. Nearly, but not yet. I, I, like, I, it annoys I, me that the, the new yeah. Merchant is Hornby, because it's the only Hornby model I've bought in the last two years, is the new Merchant. Yeah. And it, I buy Hornby models, because Hornby are often the only ones that make it. And and if they aren't, someone else made it, but it's a way older one or something. I don't know. Just It's just Hornby make certain things, but other companies are catching up and Hornby need to open their eyes and realise it. There are new companies that have started in the last few years. There are other companies that have already existed like Batman that are just going to, they're going to rob the market dry from Hornby. Yeah, exactly. I I don't know how long it's going to take. You know, they can't afford to pay the factories for the orders half the time, can they? We heard a few weeks ago. Like, that's what's causing half the supply issues and the reason everything seems to be limited numbers, even if it's a normal run. And that's why you see, like, Royal Mails going for stupid money on eBay and stuff, isn't it? it because it just, they, they it, just it, couldn't it, afford the factory. Yeah, but what pisses me off is the fact that um, Hornby will make 500 of something, could be like, yeah, it's a normal run, but then they'll make the Purple Tour Valley for limited edition and it'll be 1,500 of them. And it's like, well, why are you making more? than a normal run for a limited edition run. Yeah, literally. And I mean, you know, as, as someone that works in the industry, George, putting my industry hat on here, <laughs> um, I can say that because I work for another model rally company and there is only a tiny bit of Hornby slagging off that goes on because they tend to more slag Hattons off because they're more of a wholesale retail. I don't have anything bad to say about Hattons myself, but we do. The only sort of slagging off we get from Hornby is because we make track and they do, so they are a direct competitor, but then. I mean, their tracks are all 30 years old and awful and falls apart after four or five years, and ours doesn't. But, I mean, we had to put our prices up, I think, 10% this year, only because costs have gone up. Like, not just because we're greedy or because we're in debt. Hornby track is not good. Like, to cut costs on my my model railway, I did use some Hornby track that I had left over for one part of it, so I didn't have to to use the Pico track and a couple of Hornby Mm. points as well, literally only two. Um, and that is the worst running part on my layout. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. I mean, my old, do you remember my old loop layout? That was all Hornby track. And if you ballast it and it gets warm, it just all falls apart. <laughs> Perfect. It's a great feature, that. <laughs> in the time that we've been talking, in the last kind of three minutes, Aaron has just kindly joined us after finishing his McDonald's. How was your McDonald's, Aaron? Oh, that's great. <laughs> Thanks. What, what did you order? Uh, chicken Legend. Oh, my lords. Yeah, well, it's pretty well, good. Was it a divine chicken legend? Oh, it was beautiful. What was what Perfection. was more thrashy, the chicken legend or Braunton? Oh, that is a hard decision. Um, <laughs> the bullied thrash was good. <laughs> but the, the food thrash was... I needed it. So, yeah. Well, and you didn't need the bullied thrash. You didn't well, need that. To yeah, you didn't a, need that. It's a good point. Uh, I did kind of need that. <laughs> If you have bully thrash in your life, you die, surely. I mean, yeah. yeah for exactly. sure. You've joined us at a good uh, time. We are just kind of wrapped up on the points that I wanted to make for Model Railways. I don't think there's anything else that we can talk about. 
Um, yeah, I can't really slag off Formby much more than I already have. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've just been um, slagging off Formby for the last 20 minutes. Uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I was going to join and just be like, I love the Hornby 9F. <laughs> we were I'm just not doing anything about, that, about it. It's low, low price of £252.99. I'm going to rub that Oh in. my. <laughs> I'm going to buy a real one for that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> think, of, think, think of how many chicken legends you could have for that, Aaron. <laughs> Exactly. That's a great point. <laughs> Feed you for a week, wouldn't it? Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Real life nine F bashing you could do for that money. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, since Aaron, you, you're late to the show. Have you have you yeah. got the sheet open? Uh, Aaron, I have. You should you should lead the next topic. Go ahead. What, what is the next topic? Even end. Uh, take your pick. Hmm. <laughs> well, we've had a few galas that uh, have occurred recently. I know Tom was at one of them. Harley was at the I other was. one. Harley's not here. Harley, Harley so, has tragically died today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we might as well talk about Seven Valley because uh, they're quite the interesting gala. As well, luckily, luckily for you, Aaron, I have yeah. the Seven Valley Railway souvenir program right in front of me, which I was handed. Oh. Oh yeah, it's a premium premium publication. Yeah, he, it's actually quite nice. Um... He warned me that he'd read that cover to cover before coming on the podcast. Oh yeah, today, so oh, yeah. including including the, including the adverts, boys and girls. So uh, you won't catch <laughs> me out on this one. <laughs> <laughs> tell you about That's the, the fires. Is there historical information about fires? There isn't any fire warning information in here. I, I can't see any. Or no fire risk warning. It's a bit yeah. strange. I thought that they would have learned from last time. Because I saw plenty, but you know. How did you have the lights of, Hag- of Hagley Hall at your gala and not uh, put fire warnings in the programme? Well, I mean, I, I do, I do love all the bits that wax on about the first time to ride behind Hagley after thirty-six years, and it's like, yeah, if you went on the Thursday, which I did. <laughs> yeah. If you went on the first but, two days um, of the gala, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, on all seriousness, though, I got this. Um, I was given, so I started from my day from Budley, which uh, rather than Kidderminster, which was very nice. Um, I decided to because it's a nicer station and Kidderminster. The station at Kidderminster is lovely, but Kidderminster itself is a bit of a dump. So I thought, why not change yeah. it up and go from Beaudley? And a much nicer station. Parking's a bit more expensive, but I didn't mind. And yeah, you get given the souvenir programs now because in years gone by, you used to have to pay extra for them or you used to have to pay for a better one that included the timetable. You know, we can all remember the days of galas when you had to pay extra for the timetable in advance and all that. And you couldn't yeah. really plan your day properly. The souvenir but program. But yeah, it's very, complete it's very nice. The souvenir mm. program at the Great Dorset Steam Fair was twelve pounds. <laughs> really, Jesus! That's like half just the ticket price. Yeah, <laughs> just because you've reminded me that. I don't think I mentioned it before, but you just mentioned souvenir program. That reminded me that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, that's fine. But um, what's <laughs> nice about this is it, they were sponsored by Trackside, that new railway preservation ah, magazine, yes. which is lovely. But I don't really see the point in it because it doesn't do anything that Steam Magazine doesn't do, Steam Railway doesn't do. But um, I think they must have published it, which is why it looks all nice and jazzy. And um, you know, you get a nice, you know, also get the timetable, a nice run through of all the engines. But um, it was a, it was a lovely gala. Um, the Black Five was definitely the star of the show. I, I really like the Black Five. I haven't ridden on it since it was at the Midhouse in eighteen. And it was a bit shagged yeah. then. It was a lot better. It was a lot better now, obviously, if they've done a lot of work to it. And so when it was, it was really good. It was louder than Hagley, um, and that was fantastic. Was it absolutely rammed at the gala? 
No, well, I went on Thursday, so it was all right. We got a, we got a seat on nearly all of the trains. I think if we tried to do the local between Bridge North and Hampton, we didn't manage to fit that in. It probably would have been because that that's the one that you know an eight coach train comes in. That's waiting to go in five minutes. And the entire like seven of the eight coaches try and get on two coaches. It's normally rammed. But um, no, I think that was the only one that was properly properly rammed. But it was it was very good. And um, yeah, we were on the Hagley when it set fire to Weirdington. Obviously, I didn't see the fire. We were told about it when we got there. I don't know why it's setting fire to everything. But apart from that, it was brilliant. And what I really love about the valley is... Yeah, literally. And what I really love about the valley is it wasn't until about half three that we ended up on a Mark 1 coach because they've got so many lovely pre-BR coaches that actually have leg room, unlike Mark I, I, I did love, I did love <laughs> that when we went, even though it was rammed. I still loved seeing the coaches. Yeah, um, I loved seeing it from, that. A, from a... From a... What the fuck do you call it? The uh, the join between the coaches. Oh, right, yeah. They, 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 they pinch you. Yes, the corridor yes. Connection. The corridor connection, yeah. <laughs> we literally couldn't move from a corridor connection, Tom. When we went behind, yeah, uh, we, we, yeah but we literally, we literally couldn't move from a corridor connection. We were rammed in the corridor connection, and then, the, <laughs> and then a member of staff has the nerve to tell us we can't stand there because we'll get pinched. And it's like, where do you want us to go? Do you want to just fade <laughs> through the wall? <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the one of the funniest things to do the corridor connections I ever saw. I think it was the uh, spring 2019 garland when I went years ago with Matt. And we were on the Western set, and it was like, we idiots, and we went on the Saturday, so it was rammed. And they had a trolley service on the Great Western set, which is mostly right. corridor. And, like, they had to have two blokes to lift it into every coach because the corridor, because <laughs> there's all different coaches in that set, and they're all different heights. And I thought, that's very ambitious, <laughs> especially with the size of some of the enthusiasts you get these days. <laughs> I'd love um, to see them try and get one of those trolleys down in the gala that we went to. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I think that must have been the only time we ever tried it. So I haven't seen it since. It was a bit ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. How was that? Uh, so um... I was going to ask because I asked it before we started recording and then I stopped myself because we could talk about it in the podcast. Did 9351 do as proud, Tom? Oh, yeah, of course she did. Yeah, she was lovely. <laughs> we did it from um, Bridge North to Highly, I think. And yeah, I mean, I've had loads of rides behind the engine and it's, it's always been a good one. Um, I don't think it's failed in its current ticket at all. It was, it was really, yeah, it was great. It was nice to see a mogul back in the valley. There was a moment where they buffered it up with the seventy-three at Kitty, and it looked quite nice. And you can tell that it's got the smaller number two boiler, but they are quite similar. And yeah, it was. It, she did great. I mean, it's the first time one of our engines has been there since. Um, I mean, eighty-eight went there in twenty eighteen. But I don't know if we can class that as our engine. And obviously, Ralph was there. It used to be our engine. And then I think. Like last Lovely time a proper WSR owned engine went there it was 2014 with Odney. Mm. And uh, what did because 9351's been to the, the valley before, hasn't it? Um, yeah, about so was, 12 years ago. And I don't think it's ever visited anywhere else, if I'm right. No, um, and it's like so, the most when it pulled the teaks, it was like the most interesting set of coaches it's ever been on. <laughs> <laughs> Not matching, but interesting. Great Western, a great Western mogul that wasn't originally a mogul pulling teaks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can't get more random than that. No, not really. No, I mean, that's the, authentic. The... Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> Their um, Stanya mogul's not that far off, so that's going to be an LMS livery, so you'll like that, George, and that'll oh, match yeah. the LMS. Oh. 
It's I'll never be been another NASA link in preservation. Not the only livery with the lining, so that should be really nice. Nice. Good luck, not, to see I'm that. Not, for the record, I'm not necessarily an LMS stan. I just my red's my favourite colour, so LMS livery is uh, LMS Crimson Lake is like probably the most. Whoa. No, it's not. Um, it's not Crimson Lake, mate. It's oh. black. It's a mogul. <laughs> God, he was hoping for Crimson Lake. Bright red. <laughs> Fortunately, not George. Unfortunately, not. It's, uh, it's not an so. <laughs> some uh, for some some freight things went in red. Yeah, like the, yeah, uh, some the of the crabs did, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. So there no one stopping them. So if they don't make it red, they're losers. Yeah, well. Two well, the tender's already right, painted. Right. Two favorite liveries: Crimson Lake, Malachite. Oh. I can get behind you. Best can't BR argue livery, with you BR blue. <laughs> yeah, can't argue. Yeah, I'd go with you on that. I'd go with you on that. Or if you're Matt, only BR green exists. Yeah, mm. BR green. <laughs> that's that's majority of rail enthusiasts. BR green is the only <laughs> livery that exists. Hey, hey, hey! BR black. All right. <laughs> Take it into consideration. Oh, I, just, yeah, I, no, I like say, I like BR black. I don't... I don't know why BR Black seems to be so Marmite among enthusiasts. I think, you know, it was all simple everywhere. mixed traffic engines. Why not it's just paint it black? It's simple. Everything is in it, BR Black. Because everything's in BR Black. That's and the main reason. Even things that could be in, like, wartime black are in BR Black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you could have made it you could have made it a little bit more interesting of a black, but you made it BR it's, Black. <laughs> I think 506 is going to go BR black when oh. 49's done. Ruined. Why would you do that? Why would... so they can have one that's end of the that? life. They want one S15 that's end of the life and one S15 that's like fresh out of the works, which will be 499. Pay it. That's what they want. Okay. They could have had two pre BR liveried. S15s. And yeah, they could have. They, could well, they probably will at the start. But... When, wait, the, when was when was 506 built? Do you know? Uh, oh, it's fucking... It's, it's, uh, Phil, I'm sure Phil it's over 100. Fill for me while I look it up. It's uh, over 100, six, I know that much, because they were talking about it uh, the other day. Uh, age. I don't know how, how old it is. I'll try and figure it out. Uh, 100th birthday in 29... Team? Yeah, no, that sounds. Was, or... was one of the first, the second batch ordered in. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, not completed until 1920. So, there you go. Yeah, so it, oh, they, could nice. even, they, they could even paint 506 in pre grouping livery as well. They could have both of them be, <laughs> be LSWR. That would be better, but. <laughs> hey ho, they want what they want, all right? <laughs> Let them do their thing. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will look nice. But aren't they converting four nine nine to stovepipe chimney condition? Where it can only yes. ever be in that livery and just hack about with it. Yeah, yeah. They're, so. they're, it's Holly green. Four nine nine is going to be in as built out straight out of the factory condition. No smoke deflection. Holly green. Yeah. Of course, it's a, it's a far smaller project, but you know, people they propose returning that to original condition. Everyone's like. Everyone's everyone celebrates and uh, <laughs> GSN over here. Come on, guys! <laughs> <laughs> Make a fair point. Who ever heard of that? 
Yeah, remind me about that in like 20 years or so. And... <laughs> 10 years at least. Come yeah. on. It's, we're, we're, we're the, the, I'll give some GSN gen because I'm here and I represent the packet yeah. just came out, which is like the quarterly magazine. Channel oh, packet. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. why it's named that. Um, well, they were all nicknamed the packets. I, I can confirm some stuff about GSN. One, yeah. which we already knew, was they're making that tool to before they can to get the screw things off the bottom of the firebox before they can do the border inspection, we knew that already from Jen. We got from our, our sources. Um, but the interest, I can confirm that the GS, that the treasurer said that the GSN society is in a financially stable position. Um, oh. That they, he actually went. That wasn't in the last packet. He he went out of his way to say that we are in a good financial position. So that means. That means stonks. Uh, that means it's done. Going, right? I mean, it's done, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means it'll um, be probably the Northern Bell over Shap next year, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, <also, laughs> Angmir's going to be retired. But at the same time, it was established that the axle boxes on the trailing truck are fucked. So, did the treasurer then say all the new ones and we're now not in a financially stable position? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Yeah, that's my, oh, that's my little GSN segment. Um, I put nice. the old Kiln Gala on the list, Aaron, because I was thinking, like, why did you not put that on there? Huh? Because I put the old Kiln Gala on the list because right. you didn't put it on there. I don't know why you didn't put it on there. Because you, you, Aaron, Hi. planned the first gala that the old Kiln Light Railway ever I did. did. And it's... you didn't put it on the list. It's 40th year... And I planned their first ever gala. Yeah. Pretty crazy. And I went to the said gala. Yep. How did it go? It went In your opinion? Wow. Uh, um, yeah. it was, it, you mean you hobbled there in your disabled state? Yes, I, I hobbled <laughs> yes. in my toe. And I, that was at like my peak of my worst at that point. So I was just hobbling around all day. For the rest of I can walk now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, it still hurts, but I can walk properly now. Um, but the uh, oh my, what, you've completely lost my train of thought. Train of thought. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, the, it went late. I don't know how Aaron did this, but the the timetable kept like becoming late and then going back on time magically throughout the day. Why like, I did what, not? Why are you saying I did this? It's the drivers. Yeah, I, I thought maybe yeah, your your planning somehow managed to achieve making it. My so, planning yeah. did not change. Around the whole day, know. so some drivers are slower, some are I don't know, like, sometimes, sometimes the train was just, the whole timetable was like 10 minutes late, and then we'd come back like half an hour later, and like, yeah, we made it all back, we're on time. It's like, <laughs> what? How? It's a good timetable, there we go. I mean, the, with the limited amount of like potential you have with the old kiln, I think you did a pretty good job. I mean, yeah, I can see why the gala would have got repetitive very quickly. Yeah. Um, but luckily for that kind of gala, uh, that kind of railway, when you're at um, a museum already, to just do like four round trips and pay five quid for it, ease. Pretty good. Um, yeah. So it, for the for a gala like yours, you're not exactly anticipating for a passenger to ride the train all day long. No, no um, definitely not. But if that was the case, it would be boring. But because that wasn't the yeah. case, it was fine. And I'm yeah, because if you want to talk, um, if you want to talk repetitive, I went to the, 
or a steam gala at the Trago Mills Road, the Bickington Steam Road, about a month ago. And it, that was, again, just like the first gala they've ever had, or first one they've had in a long time. I can't remember what the gauge is. It's bigger than seven and a quarter. I think it it's two ten, foot, I think. Ten or something. It? Oh, is it two foot, is it? Oh, wait, um, oh, wait no. And, I'm thinking of a different place. It's ten and, and it was, it, ten <laughs> it was quite good, because they had, like, four engines. But they kind of just, by the time we got to the afternoon and they'd finished sort of faffing about in the morning, it was just, they had two double headers and they just didn't swap them around for the whole day. So it got really boring. And I was like, they've got all this potential and they're just running the same thing around over and over and over again. That's not really a gala. Like, mm-hmm. So I'm sure it was better than that. <laughs> so the, Aaron's, Aaron's premise was basically there was three locos, there's only two stations on the other end. He had the locos. Instead of running around when the loco got to the other end, he had a different loco, then pull it back the other way. And the, the, the loco yeah. Was yeah, that's what you want. That's um, exactly what you want. Um, uh, and there's a freight like... stable at the bottom, which so then, uh, does a few trips yeah. throughout the day. So then by um, me and me and Sam just sat on the train, and we sat on the same seats, same train, and got haulage behind every single loco up the hill just by sitting there. Because that's what you want, because there's minimum pushing effort then, and it's ideal. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got um, brakes uh, chucked in as well. And then you got freight chucked in yeah. every now and then as well, which probably is what made everything late, and then everything came back on time. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> the freight actually helped gain back time because you didn't have to yeah. load passengers. So it actually saved time. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. where we made all the time back, was yeah. the freight. So. Uh, and there we go. And of course, the gala was Eloise coming back into service. Yep. Our uh, O&K loco, Eloise. It's, it's his 100th birthday as well, which is pretty well lined oh, up. Oh, nice. Big up for Eloise. And it's just a yeah. fucking huge, narrow-gauge loco for such a small line, but, you know, it's funny. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> huge. But the wheelbase is small, so... The wheelbase is tiny. If you really, if you like inspect it, the wheelbase is really short, but the loco yep. is huge and like spans <laughs> way beyond its wheelbase. Yeah. So but that but that means that when it comes around a corner, it looks like it's derailed. But it hasn't. <laughs> the overhang is pretty. Overhangs tragically as it comes yeah. around a corner. <laughs> yeah, and then we had a visiting loco. A huge so... ship coming into dock or something. Sure that it's like, <laughs> sure that must mean that its loading gauge is quite big if it has so much overhang and because it is so big. I mean, yeah, like it's not guided around corners and stuff. It must stick out a lot. Yeah, that is places. like one thing we have to keep an eye on. I think. Do you, um, do you guys own that one, or is that private? Yes. Yeah, we own oh, that nice. one. Emmett is on loan uh, from the Moors Valley Railway. It's funny because Emmett's the one that you'd think they own because that one's the one that's most suitable for the line. <laughs> <laughs> the smallest one. <laughs> Wouldn't Emmett be too big for Moors Valley, though? Yes, it's two foot yeah. gauge and Moors Valley yeah, is seven and a quarter. But the owner that's of Moors Valley own. decided to build a two foot gauge loco, so. And now he just yeah. ties it out pretty much. Brilliant. It's pretty much oh, just right, based our railway at the moment. Oh, also, I was going to uh, say, I was like, how does that run at Moors Valley? It's way too big. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a coach from them at the moment. Oh, right. I've also, been also, I've, also got, I've also got haulage behind the My Lord's Altonia. Yes, Alton Towers loco. <laughs> uh, old Alton Towers loco. And we also got oh, two Alton Towers been... coaches. Yeah, there used to be a railway at Alton Towers. There was a there was a narrow railway at Alton Towers um, with a little like lawnmower loco. 
and now the old Kiln's got it and a couple of the, oh, the two coaches that they had at Alton Towers as well yes. it still has the Alton nice. Towers like, emblem on the side of the logo I don't know whether that's allowed but we'll ignore that <laughs> <laughs> probably an old probably logo a trade, probably a trademark <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's a diesel, but it looks like a steam engine. Whatever you call that. Yeah, it's steam outline diesel. Yeah. Oh like no! And, and it sounds like a lawnmower. Why has it got really such a shiny? Why has it got such a shiny smokebox door? <laughs> I don't know why they thought um, the smokebox it... door was going to be <laughs> brass if you or look whatever. Really carefully, Tom. The front wheels are not on the track. They're just. For floating. rotating, they're just floating. Yep. So no four o. Underneath them. Oh, it's an O four o. Yeah, it's an O four o. Quite bizarre. But if you if you look at the cab, yeah. If you look at the cab, it looks like like a you know like a chorus or a festinial bloco, and then sort of <laughs> if you go along the boiler and you're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you look at it though, because the, the, the front wheels aren't actually touching; they're just floating. The the connecting mm. rod is at an angle going up to it. I mean, it is a bit, yeah. No, it, it, it is a bit. But if you look at it in real life, it's it's worse than that. If you look at it from the side, it's a bit haunty. That I questioned how it runs so well with its connecting rod bent up like that, but it doesn't seem to run with it. It doesn't seem to run with an issue. So yeah, it's fine. It's, it's my lawn. Just sounds like it. Just sounds like a lawnmower. Yeah, it's mega it's rare. Not, it's not, it's, it, imagine a lawnmower pulling load up a hill. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> they put it on the five coach set as well. It's perfect. Oh, mega, that is. It's small. Like it's really tiny. That that, that logo. It's for oh yeah, it's very logo. short. That doesn't really show short. how short it is. It's very short. Very not very long either. Uh, and it's it, yeah, it's the smallest thing they've got. It's it's tiny. <laughs> I have an image. Have to you show driven it, Aaron? No, have I have not. Have you driven it, Aaron? Uh, not yet. I mean, I could eventually. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. I've found a good photo to show the how tall it actually is. Oh wow! <laughs> so small. The cab is tiny. What are you, you filling it up with water there? for? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was for coolant. Oh, <laughs> I think that's where like the coolant tank is. Oh yes, the good old Cumberland's uh, Tower. Mm. <laughs> Every railway had one of those. Yep. That was <laughs> the first new... use of our new water tower as yeah, well. Yeah, that's a new water tower. The first use of it is <laughs> 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 to fill up the coolant tank of a, of a steam outline diesel. Yeah. What are those it. buffers as well? It's got like square buffers and no they're, coupling. There's only a coupling at one end. They're, they're also uh, double O gauge buffers. Um... <laughs> No, you can couple oh, it with ends, but it's it's got like a weird. I don't know. We use bar couplings, so it's just like it's literally just a hole for a pin. That's all that's in the front. Oh, I see. Yeah, it just goes through a bar, and then you put a split pin in the bottom, so it doesn't fall off. So, do you, do you own that, or was it just donated to you? Um, I think it's privately owned, but I can't remember. Sure it's it's like, it literally looks like it's fresh out of Alton Towers and it's not really had anything yeah. done apart from being named. Fresh out of Alton Towers. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I believe yeah. it was named that at Alton Towers. 
obviously. I mean, if it was actually a Steam Loco in that configuration, it wouldn't be very efficient, would it? It was not a Steam Loco. <laughs> no. It was never a Steam Loco. It would be no. interesting. Well, I'll uh, say that. One yeah. of the engines that um, Moore's Valley is that red that red one that looks a bit like um, a bit like John's Loco at PK. Is um that's got quite a small boiler, but it's quite powerful for its size. So some of them can be quite deceiving. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can get some things that are really small looking, but then they're the powerful size does not matter. Is what we've learned here. It's guys. like a punch. It, size doesn't matter. It's what you do with it that counts. All right. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for that advice. So nice advice for the kids there. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. Cheers. <laughs> are we gonna talk about East Lanks or is because uh, is that just ditched? I mean, I don't really know much about it other than Tom, they had like Tom, a million locos there. Tom said something about their wacky lineup, uh, but uh, yeah, well, it was. I mean, it always is at the East Lanks because they've got a stupid amount of diesels. I mean, not that yeah, they're, they they're, all, they're all really good. They do have loads. Ross Hawks have got quite a few. The Valley have got a lot, but East Lanks have got loads. East Lanks seem to just breed them. But I mean, we've not really had a huge amount from Harley on it, have we? We've just had some pictures. Yeah, we've had pictures. And the washing machine in support coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that they just run um, Union of South Africa support coach in their sets. So yeah, random. Well, nothing else. Nothing else for it to do, I guess. Now, yeah, I guess it's better. But they could just, something. They could just remove the uh, the words from it. But there you go. Still support coach, as it says yeah, at the moment. I, I guess. I guess it's better that it gets some running time when it's not doing other stuff. Um, I, don't, I doubt it's going to do anything ever again, right? Well, yeah. Speculation, but yeah. Well, not one. Not one. If they whack it yes. in a soddy, if they whack it in a soddy, it'll go mouldy. So, um, that's true. So if we'll, we'll let Harley talk about it if he comes back in a future episode, because I'm sure you'll still be willing to discuss his experience if it's not too mm. far out of work. But that's basically all we can do at that point. Yeah. Um, and then that goes on to our lovely mainline sect- section oh, of today. Yeah, there has been some mainline stuff. Aaron I mean... knows most about a couple of the things. Um. Only thing I know about is um, the Duchess's uh, firebox door um, <laughs> tragically falling into the firebox. Yeah, let's um, start with that. I mean, Tom, did you hear about that? Yes. Well, I was going to go. A mate wanted me to come and see it with him at Taunton after it right. came back up from Exeter. But I yeah. said no because they put the diesel on the front. But apparently, when it got here, it was blowing off. So they'd obviously built the fire back up after they'd fished it out. Yes. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, it did, yeah, like the Dutch has not had a good year this year. But then this week, it did the, the it because clam lines failed. They didn't publicize this because they don't like to say the clam lines failed. It's one of the most reliable engines on the main line. Because clam lines have got dodgy thermic siphons, which are being repaired at South Devon at the moment. Um, that Duchess did the Pullman's load 13 on its own absolutely no problem at all so I, I'm hoping now it's sort of cleared its throat out it's a bit better but um, yeah the, the baffle plate fell in the firebox um, somewhere <laughs> between um, uh, somewhere between Ivy Bridge and Totnes it got looped yeah. at Totnes for a bit they managed to coax it to Exeter then fished it out and they had a spare one, but apparently the spare one was dodgy and they didn't want to risk fitting it. So they just fitted the scarred old one and then carried on with the diesel on the front. 
And I can tell you from experience that when you have a diesel on the front of a steam loco on a mainland rail tour, the ride quality is much worse. Because the, the steam loco is not air braked itself, it just air brakes the train. So yeah. when the diesel brakes, the steam loco just rams up behind it and you get out of the job. It's not nice. <laughs> nice. So we got a bit of a nice ride for the passengers. But it did go through platform four at Taunton, which is mega rare for mainline steam. So, you know, there's oh, There we go. You should have gone to see it just for that. Yeah, I should have. It's only down the road. But, I, um, I, I, yeah, I want to know how they fished it out of the firebox, to be honest. I don't know how it happened. Probably got. I I don't know. Do you reckon they could have looped it around a couple of fire irons or something? I mean, someone was feeling brave that night. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. I don't know how they managed that. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) That was quite a failure. That's a very that's a very rare failure. That's for sure. I I found it funny the moment because we got some like mega rare gen and they're like apparently they told the signaler. That they'd be two minutes. They're like, oh yeah, because the signaler had set the route for them, so they so they had to stop, even though they had a green. And then they and then they were like to the signaler, yeah, yeah, the the the, the baffle plate is just kind of falling in the firebox. Um, yeah, that's got a, a spare, minute job. We, we got a spare one. We'll fit. It. It'll be two minutes. And then the signaler was like, oh yeah, chill, 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 yeah. And then like fifteen minutes later, the signaler was like, uh. I don't know how long your two minutes is, but it's been 15 minutes. And they're like, yeah, it turns out it's, this is a bit dodgy. And then the second yeah. had to had to reclaim the route. And, uh, turns out it's not, a, I reckon, not um, I, I reckon they made that first call from within the firebox when they were retrieving it, even though there was a full mainline fire in there. He just ran <laughs> one in the box. Like, yeah, I'll just wait a minute. Ow! Yeah, just put my arm in. Hold on. <laughs> just put yeah, my arm in it. the firebox to get the battle play out. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no idea how they thought it was only going to be two minutes, but you know. oh well. Well, the yeah. other um, the other funny failure that I've seen go through there is um, me and Matt were at Tynmouth once back in no, not Tynmouth, Gaulish, um, back in 2016, about to watch Tornado come through in the last tour bay of the season, and it was a typical anyway. grey day, and um, that was when the chime whistle got stuck open between yeah, Tynmouth and Tiverton Loop. I knew that was going to be what it was. Because that's happened multiple yeah. times. It has. Sure. And the whistle isolation valve is like next to the smoke deflector, so they couldn't turn it off until oh, they yes. got looped at Tiverton. And um, <laughs> the, the time whistle's never been the same since since then, has it? It's sounded quite weak since then. I, I seem to seem they seem to like never use it now, probably purposely because yeah. of that. They always seem to use probably. the uh, the high pitched screechy whistle. Mm, I mean, I've been behind it on the mainline a couple of times since then, and um, they only used it a few times, which is a shame, and it doesn't sound as good as it was. See, it's a proper A4 whistle, off off an A4 that was scrapped, apparently. Um, but yeah. yeah, they have definitely damaged it irreparably, unfortunately. Because um, mm. yeah, I remember seeing the videos on Facebook of it going through Exeter, and everyone was like, wow, they really gave it some of the whistle. But, yeah, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> a legend driver. <laughs> yeah, Mads Tones. <laughs> yep. And we've got That's a couple a of other things to cover one. on the main line, but I don't really know much about them. I just know that it's happened. Uh, LSL. Knows something. Aaron, I definitely know knows about it. LSL is uh, one of the main focuses. Uh, first of all, it started with LSL deciding to do their own uh, 
weekly charter service called the Friday Charter with what are they operating it with? Well, the eighty-seven and the ninety. Okay, I was going to say eighty-six, eighty-seven and ninety. Um, I don't know why they're not using their eighty-six because they've only used it once in the last like year, and it's just been sat at crew for ages. And I don't know why <laughs> they haven't used it because it's like I don't know if it's because they're not. No, I think I can do 110 as well, or 100. But I don't know why they haven't used it in ages. Hmm. Well, they they started their own, uh, they started their own charter service, which runs every Friday. But it pretty much is just a peak service because <laughs> it just runs at peak times. And I think it's... well, I I will be going on it in about three weeks' time from oh. Houston, Birmingham. So yeah, it's Houston. I will let you know what it's like. Heavy. But the the problem the problem with it is is it's going to be like seventy five quid because the entire train in uh, Hoskins' Infinite Wisdom is first class only. Yep. The whole the whole train is first class, so it won't be. It's about seventy five quid one way. But um, I shall report back on this. One experience. way. Oh my. Yeah, one well, way because um, we're going up probably to cheaper than an extra ticket rail tour. Yeah, yeah, it's probably probably is. is about the same price, honestly. Um... It's not bad value because even if you go one way, it's 112 miles from Houston to Birmingham. So it's not, and 75 yeah. is not bad value considering you're going first class on a proper train as well. It's not, it's not bad really. That's a proper but, uh, train. Probably, probably, probably that is that. a proper, proper train. train. Proper yeah. lucky one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a good idea, I suppose. I mean, it's definitely doing well for them. But then on I'm top of that, I suppose they were allowed. They were allowed the slot, but then they're not like an open access operator, so I suppose they can ask for whatever path they want as long as yeah. you know they pay yeah. for it. And they can run high speed, so there we go. My lord. Yeah, exactly. With their electric it'll be, stuff. It'll be pretty good. And I'm doing a vintage trains rail tour the day afterwards, so I can report back on oh. the whole weekend of rail tours. So yeah. interesting. Can't wait to see how late can't wait to see how late they both are. Classic <laughs> <laughs> rail tour style. Tom's currently bankrupt to rail tours. Um, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know why he's done it to himself. we were on we were on the Tangmere tour, which which I don't, we hadn't spoken about that actually. We were on the Tangmere no. tour, and, and um, Tom was like, "Oh, I could do this, but this is money. I've already done this tour. I have no money." And then, and then like two days later, I was like, <laughs> "I'm going to go on it." I asked Matt, and obviously I got no answer from Matt, which means a no. And then I asked Tom, and who's got more? Who, even though he's an apprentice, has more money than me. And he was like, he just sent me the money straight away, and I was like, all right, guess I'm booking it then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, two charters in um, two days. It should be pretty good, but because he works for GWR, the tickets up there and cost us nothing, so we go and buy London. So it should be should be pretty good. But just club class this time, bit more, bit more exclusive. Oh. You get like, you know. Drinks and stuff included. I don't have to waste time going down the buffet car. It's all going to be happening in Coach E, I reckon, man. So it's all going to be happening. I <laughs> can't <laughs> wait to hear the stories. We should probably tell them about our rail tour, George. Cause yeah, we I, was literally, about I was literally just thinking that. Uh, we went on a rail tour, me and Tom. Aaron did not go. Um, we went with two other people. Um, don't know if they want to be mentioned, so I'm not going to mention them. Um, with two other people, Tangmere from well, the tour was actually Uh-oh. from Bristol to uh, Carlisle. Um, but yeah, it was if you want to get up at half five in the morning, yeah, if you want to get up at <laughs> five in the morning, and it was diesel from Bristol to Carlisle. Uh, 
And yeah. then it were then Tangamir went on, and then Tangamir was on until Preston on the way back. Um, and then we got Dominic the SNC. Yeah, we went back via the SNC, which is the first time I've done that. Which is to be fair, it's the first time I've done that entire route. To be honest, I've never been on. Yeah. I think I've ever, I've ever I... gone that way out of Birmingham New Street before. Um, North. Yeah, like northwest from Birmingham New Street, and I've never. I've gone northeast from Birmingham New Street, nice. um, but I've but I've never gone northwest from Birmingham New Street, and then I've definitely never done the SNC. Um, but yeah, me and Tom joined the train at Birmingham New Street. Uh, stayed over at a lovely travelodge in Birmingham New Street. Uh, New Street, world's biggest public toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually liked, I, I actually liked Birmingham to be fair. It's the first time I've actually it, gone. It wasn't bad. I saw more Birmingham. of Birmingham. That on that trip than I ever have, and apart from all the road works, it was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a, there was like an entire road that was like completely shut with that absolute construction mm. going on. Oh, it? and that random oh, um, yeah. advertising billboard that just spewed out horrendously loud music every like minute. Yeah, there was a there was an advertisement <laughs> board in the middle of like the street, and it like periodically. Just randomly played just music. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, like, like we, we were outside. Um, we were outside. Greg's getting breakfast, and it just suddenly starts going. Two days. We did not know what the hell was making this noise because, like, no matter where we were, you every now and then you just, as Tom described, just hear like. <laughs> really loud, just echo through the whole of Birmingham, and then as we, it, was, it was awful. As we were walking up to get breakfast on the morning after the rail tour, we were walking up and we went past this billboard, like you know the, the ones that are just like in the middle of the street, like, the lonely little ones. And right. we walked past it, and then right just as we walked past it, it did it. I basically shat myself because it was so loud. I turned around. I was like, that's what's making the noise. Well, I've just had a brilliant idea. I reckon vintage trains should pay for one of those. And it just blasts castle sounds every so often. Oh, that would be helpful. Vintage tours. Book our tours now. Just blast like a great western two-tone whistle. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't go very far but wherever we were in relation to our hotel we could hear this billboard making this noise <laughs> yeah i tried to think anyone who lived on that street definitely did not get it, any sleep it was doing it all night long what <laughs> and when we walked past it in the morning obviously it was only like what time was it like eight o'clock in the morning and it like did it ask. yeah about that yeah <laughs> but to be honest, I mean, there was a pub around the corner that's this, I, I think it's quite well known in Birmingham, this Peaky Blinders themed pub. And like, it was all popping off in there. It was the busiest pub on the street. Uh, but not even that could match the volume of this billboard. It was just yeah. like, Jesus Christ. About equal distance from our hotel was that billboard and that pub. And that pub was an absolute sesh going on in there. And it was quieter than that billboard from the hotel. <laughs> you could still hear the billboard louder at the hotel than that pub. But it did it in like really creepy intervals. It wasn't constant. It would do it for like yeah. 10 seconds and you'd have a minute of silence. It was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was yeah, yeah. That was that was totally the highlight. I spent trip. like I spent the whole night on the first night. Like, what the fuck is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty terrible. The, the the tour itself was pretty good, but there were a few dramas on the way up. So we got to come for about ten then. minutes down, and um, we yeah we got to come for about ten minutes down. They let like three trains in front of us, and then we were parked to go over Shap at 60 miles an hour with 750 tons behind now obviously that's not right tank made yeah. do 75 and it wasn't that heavy a train but i think the reason they did that was because they knew we were going to be going over slower so like it was just a just a timing to you know take up the slack basically we're like half an hour in front of everything else um because it's only two tracks so we went up there and it was all all right and then we stopped at the first station which is oxenholm which is right on the climb like the one place you do not want to stop if you're going up shaft with a steam engine with a heavy train and we were there for like 20 minutes weren't we about that yeah didn't hear anything and we're right at the back we're like two coaches from the back and um suddenly we see an ambulance and we're like oh no and yeah there's some old lady who had an issue and i don't know whether she because paramedics were there and i don't know whether she got off or got back on or was all right or yeah, what happened really but eventually we left half an hour later and then by then there's a pendolino bearing down on us so we got looped straight away and it <laughs> right. ate into half it ate into half an hour of the hour and a half we had in carlisle but we thought it's fine because we'll be at the front all the way back in hellfire thrash my laws but no they turned <laughs> the whole bloody set we're at the back again um, but it was quite good to go in over the SNC. That was pushed by the 57. The trouble was, yeah, that was the trouble because, like, because they just wanted to get us out of the way when we went over the shaft, they just pushed us over with the diesel to like get out of the way faster. So the whole point of doing it was to go over the shaft, and that bit was crap. Yeah. <laughs> because of some old woman. But then three days later, that I don't know if it was a chap or a lady, unfortunately died on that charter that was oh, supposed yeah. to go just wanted from Victoria. So I thought, well, it could have been worse. So yeah. luckily we didn't I have got completely cancelled. So they yeah. So I thought, well, so uh, yeah. And that, was that is that been rescheduled or not? Because I haven't heard anything about that. I don't think the Hans um, stuff or not. Is it meant to do two trips to Swanage? Because there is one Might coming up. Oh, uh, maybe they have just. They Do might have rescheduled the, yeah. There's one oh, yeah. this Thursday. I really enjoyed oh, that's it, then. I really enjoyed the views on the S and C. Oh it was beautiful, isn't it? It, it was is, lovely. It is great. Well at least you had that. I mean And it was obviously I don't really care that it wasn't the best it could have been because it was my first time doing speed in a Mark One. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty well, speed in a Mark so, one. so my mind was more focused on that aspect for the whole time is it, basically did you find it loud because i found it very loud oh it's really it's, loud it's, yeah, it's, you it's, cannot it's hear loud. It, it's loud but i actually liked it oh yeah it's cool we it's also cool we also we also inadvertently bashed the entire west coast 57 fleet because we had two double headed on the way back and a different one on the way up we were, oh, we've done like nearly all of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> the whole fleet <laughs> It was 410 Sigma. miles all then. It was pretty good. And then whoever, and then whoever signals Preston is like, I don't, I don't know if he had a, like a reason or whether he's just like stupid. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, but the 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 257s were like just miles down. Like you could barely see them. There was there was like haze occurring. They're like miles away, down like waiting in this siding to come onto our set. And there was just, there was nothing. There was no services, no trains coming through. Nothing. It was just quiet. And I, and I was sat there and, and we were like, well, they could just bring them over now because there's nothing coming. They won't hold anything up. 
And then they waited like that for like 20 minutes, maybe even more. Plenty of time to put bring the 57s back onto the set. But mm. no. And then just as like millions of trains start turning up, they're like, ah, now we'll move the 57s. <laughs> <laughs> they literally held a train up to move the 37s in the end. The 57s in the end. And I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, we were sat there for ages. I don't know why that happened, but it's all a bit weird. Maybe and then shouts. we had on the way back, we got looped at Stafford for half an hour, which was a hard stop. And then when we left, like a couple of minutes later, we got up to line speed, and then we just stopped at a green signal randomly. And then started going again. Like a really wow. sharp stop as well. Like it was like a really like it wasn't right. The, the last part of the stop was really rough. And then we like looked. Yeah. Out. It was just a green signal. We're like, why have we like slammed the brakes onto a green signal? Well, because I was wondering if it was oh. like he he let his foot off the DSD pedal or something, but then he wouldn't have stopped right in front perfectly of a signal, yeah. would he? It's probably so, something to do with the signal, I would guess. Yeah, but... really, really strange that. But yeah, it was a pretty good day all in. Path, the Pathfinder ones are always always very good. It's the second Pathfinder one I've done. I was the staff are, are brilliant. How did you? Yeah, I find yes, they're very they're, very good. They're, their, their staff are always brilliant. I thought they always run yeah. a good tour. <laughs> that guy on the buffet. That guy on the buffet was just trying to sell his oh, so pie the whole time. Jeff, what a legend! <laughs> big, up, big up, Jeff on the Pathfinder buffet. <laughs> <laughs> for the whole time, uh, uh, Jeff. For the whole time, he was just trying to sell his meat and potato pies that no one wanted. <laughs> I think I remember that, Michael. <laughs> oh my God. He, he was, yeah, yeah, walked down the train going like, meat and potato pies, as seen on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another Fair thing, enough. actually. We were sat in the buffet car, like right next to the buffet counter. And oh my yeah. God, if anyone's going to do a rail tour with a Mark 1 set, ask to be put in the buffet car. It's the best place to be. You get all the staff banter. You get offered yeah. the cheap food first. You might be at the back, but like, my God, it was it was, it was was thriving in there. It was... <laughs> I got a 50p Bakewell tart. Oh yeah, that's the only thing Jeff managed to convince me to buy. He came up to us and was like, "Big World Tarts only fifty p," and I was like, "Now you're talking." When he told us about the when he told us about the delay, he just sold me a cheap sausage wrap, and he was like, "Good job, you've eaten. We'll be here a while." Clearly, you're just seeing it as a business opportunity. What a legend. <laughs> yeah. Je- so, if Jeff, is there anyone out there? Jeff on the Pathfinder buffet, buffet. Oh, get him, we should get him on as a guest. It's funny you say that. Guest. He's an absolute legend. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was on the, t- the tour that we did with Pathfinder with Tornado in 2019 because he let me off the train at Exeter when we weren't supposed to get off the train at Exeter. We had to, to do something else. And I'm pretty sure he said he was from Warminster. So, he's not that far away from us, really, is he? Yeah. So I reckon yeah. we can make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, that would be funny. Legend. Get him on the podcast. That yeah. would be funny. Bit more, bit more marketing oh, for Imagine the stories we'll, he would we'll, have. Jeff, we'll let you advertise your meat and potato pies on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that is a good deal. That's a good deal. We need to find I've seen on TV, boys and girls. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen on the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure being you... funny, right? I'm not... Francis gets to go for free on Pathfinder tours. Why don't the hosts of the wrong road get to go yeah. for free on Pathfinder uh, tours? I, I, reckon we get, I reckon we probably earn it better, to be honest. We're, we're, we're yeah. more quality content. 
We should we should be let on the footplate. Yeah, honest. we should we should have footplate right the whole way. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Easy. Honorary mainline PTS. Don't even do the course. Just get given one. Yeah, we don't. We just get given. <laughs> yeah. We just get given it by default because we, we're just so we're that we're that high on the Chad tier list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just know. We just know all track safety. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean. Even though for my PTS at the West Somerset, you're literally taught how to, for mainline safety. Yeah, you yeah. are. The only thing you're not taught about is like electrification and stuff. Yeah. That's the only <laughs> thing, mainline things you're not taught about. You're literally about. taught, taught about, about mainline safety in the Heritage PTS course. Yeah. Although they don't talk about stopping how, because obviously they say about how far, how much distance a train will cover when doing 25 miles an hour. They don't obviously say any other speed because it's not mainline. I don't know if they do in the mainline one or not, but I mean, there's so many different speeds on the mainline, there probably wouldn't be a lot of point, I guess. No. So they cover four foot, six foot, ten foot. There's no ten foot on the West Ham, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. When I saw that diagram. I was like, what if we ever had a ten foot? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Right. Should we go on to the last bit? We've, yes. we, we detoured tragically. We'll go to the, the last mainline discussion. Yep, last mainline discussion. Big up, Jeff. LSL and West Coast Railway Company being contracted by Avanti West Coast to haul extra services is what Aaron has written mm. down. Yes. Why again? Know nothing about this, Aaron. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much that Avanti West Coast have hired in charter services to do extra services, which they are doing London Euston to uh, Manchester Piccadilly. So it's pretty much the same as the Friday Charter, <laughs> but they're yeah, running then, but they're trains like, for Avanti West Coast, which is pretty so rare. Like normal pretty train mega. services. Yeah. So you could just buy. I don't buy... know how they're working because West Coast are doing like Euston to Lancaster and Preston, aren't they? But I don't know. They don't have a DVT because it's a Mark II set. And I don't yeah. know, they've got the 286s, but I don't know how they're working it at Euston because none of the services are top and tailed. So I don't know how the shunting's um, working Are you sure? Houston. Yeah, well, all the, the all the pictures I've seen of the full set, it's not been top and tailed. I've seen photos of them top and tailed, I'm pretty sure. Uh, maybe it's maybe they take them, one of them off at one of the stations and it goes back or something. Yeah, maybe something weird. I was a bit confused at that. It's pretty epic, though. I mean, it's also very convenient that this works out. It's the same stock that used to run there. On that line, isn't it? When the yeah. back in the heyday, it's quite That's nice. Cool, but the, one thing I learned on Facebook earlier was that apparently it says charter train service on on the destination boards, even though it's a normal service. So not very many people are using them. where this guy was like in one of the service. <laughs> for some reason, I'm in um, one of the coach groups, and this guy who's really obsessed with the Riviera Trains Mark II group went through all the coaches and took a picture of every single interior and uploaded it and the numbers and all that. You know what it's like. And um, there's not very many people on it at all. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, I really, oh, well. the, yeah. I really like the idea of that, though. Um, charter companies, rental companies doing actual services. Like, I actually genuinely like the idea of that. That's like a, that's oh, like a yeah, way, definitely. That, that's like a way of It doesn't getting, happen often, that's for sure. Like, yeah, I think it should happen more often, because that's like a way of getting heritage onto the main line just by standard, just by... Well, and then it pays yeah. for itself a bit more, doesn't it, in a normal sort of way, rather than charging, you know, Ponzi people dining. It's, you know, paying its way in the more, you know, the way it used to. I, 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 know, do, I know doing it like Steam would be a bit far-fetched, although that would be really cool. If a Steam service was like just a normal service, like imagine if the, a, a normal service was ran by Steam again. 
Well, that did happen I mean, with Tornado did, over the SNC. Yeah, they did it with Tornado. Well, okay. But that was because... Um, reopened. Yeah, it's because it was half of it was shut, wasn't it? So they were yeah. like, well, we can just run this service. And it was pretty... I'm happy with like Heritage Electric and Diesel stuff doing a and and electric and on like quote unquote slightly more heritage coaching stock um doing mainline service as normal service. That's mm-hmm. really cool in my opinion. I think it should be more common. It'll be um it'll be interesting to see what happens when that vet that the uh that the group of Bluebell volunteers is restoring at Strawberry Hill does when that's back on the main line. Because I don't know mm. what sort of tools they're planning to run with that. Like whether it's just gonna I don't know, just sort of bob about and do, you know, mileage tours for the BLS on lightly used third rail lines or whether it's gonna team up with seventy threes and longer rates. I don't know what they've got planned for it. But that could do something like that possibly. I don't know. I'm interested what's gonna happen. Say, it's only a four coach yeah, that's all a bit quiet. But uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. But that no, if I don't, that's. I, think huh? that, I was just thinking that mainline using rail tour services as normal, normal trains is like a, you can't lose because enthusiasts love it. Uh, yeah, normies probably won't care because the coach is probably more comfortable than. In fact, they probably prefer it. It's like, yeah, oh, this is fancy. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of you can't really lose. <laughs> no, it's true. So, and it helps pay for stuff. So, we go. Even if it's only a couple so, services, like every so, so often. I assume that Avanti is paying LSL and West Coast Railways. I hope so. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, they are operating their normal services for a little while. I don't know how long it is. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah, cool that both charter services are both doing it at the same time as well, side by side. Mm. I don't know whether... Um, is that other 86 owned by West Coast now, the one in Caledonia? Or is that still a Caledonian sure. logo? I, I was like, that, I, don't I, was, I didn't even know they had. Yeah, I was confused by that when I saw it in that livery. I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but no idea. It was, it was there. Yes, but uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'll give you my report on the um, the Friday charter because everyone yeah. said that it's been really good and the staff have been really nice. Please so do. It's been like quite that? a good tour. Yes. Seventh uh, of October. Back. So when's that? Like two, three weeks time. Yeah, yeah three weeks. Might, time. Might, might be able to cover it in a future podcast. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, do a rail tour special because I've spent all my money. Well, no, if we do a rail tour special, we have to get Pathfinder Jeff on. Yeah, and we <laughs> have to the rail tour stories. Rail tour. We have to like record it on on a Pathfinder rail tour that they pay for in the buffet car. Like we could even have oh like Jeff God. behind the counter. We could all be behind the counter or something. How epic would that be? <laughs> oh, that would be perfect. Although well, I don't know if you'd, cover... you'd be able to. Hear us over the noise of the Mark Ones at night. No, probably not. <laughs> Before the end of podcast, I was going to just mention events. Now I did have a quick look at events coming up, and all I could really note was the fact that every single railway ever, except West Somerset, is having an autumn gala, and, oh. um, <laughs> and oh. I didn't want to list out all of them. So basically, if you live near a heritage line. Have a look and see if they're having an autumn gala. They probably there are. There you go. Yeah, they probably <laughs> are, <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> Unless you live in Somerset. Um, mm. Or Devon. Uh, or Devon. Yeah. 
don't know whether the East Somerset's doing anything, but the East Somerset's... Yeah, that's what I was about to look up. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I saw a funny post earlier, George, that I meant to send you from the East Somerset, actually. You know how we went there two years ago and we were laughing at the fact they've got a massive signal box not connected to anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, they said that um, apparently huge interest has has sparked with their new down platform that they've built that they haven't actually used. And um, apparently they want to do, they want more P-Way engineers to do massive, extensive, ambitious signaling upgrades. And I'm like, what? Like, connect the signals. It's all you need to do. Just connect the signals and it'll work. Like... <laughs> so when we went, some of the signals didn't start. even have... When we went, some of the gantries didn't even have boards on them, so I mean, it's not... <laughs> All the problems were hand points, like, not even the points are connected to that signal box. Like, yes. it's literally It's literally it's all ground frame. Yeah, it's huge signal bizarre. box. Looming, and then this huge signal box looming over it that's not connected to anything. Sure, they'll get I'm there. surprised they've never... I'm surprised they've never had a derailment at, um, at Cranmore, because the whole run round is on either a ground frame or, you know, at one end, it's hand points. Because um, yeah, uh, at the other end, it's ground but yeah, I'm just surprised because they, they always do that sketchy thing where they go like halfway over the point before they change it and it always puts me a bit on edge. I'm like, oh, that's a bit dodgy. Yeah. But it's <laughs> just what they do, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Autumn garlands across the board, basically, from everywhere. There's other things that I'll cover probably later garlands, later, garlands, later podcasts. Yep, later garlands. Yep, later garlands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've covered everything we wanted to cover. Special. I think we've covered everything we wanted to cover today. Um, yes. So, uh, if you've made it this far, email us and made it tell us you made it this far. That's the same thing I've already <laughs> said, said. And um, thank you for listening. If you have made it this far, and I've been yeah, thanks George. to Tom. Uh, thanks to Tom for joining us. No, I think, no I, I, problem I, at all. I think Tom might join us more often. Um, yeah. Now. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, it depends what what I'm offered. Really, you know, I don't, I'm not cheap. <laughs> You're offered fame and glory. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm offered like one of Jess Pies and a real tour sticker, maybe oh, I'll be there. Uh, <laughs> arranged. We, we might be able to get that for you if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thanks Tom for coming today and um, hopefully we'll have Tom more often since he's actually been quite a good contribution today. Yes. Uh, oh well, you you flatter me, really. We've got we've got Aaron here as well. Yeah. Goodbye. Uh, it's goodbye from all of us podcast, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.